When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You are tuned in to the Grit and Barrett Podcast, the first and only podcast devoted to covering the 11-time, no, 12-time Calder Cup champions, the Hershey Bears. This is high energy, unfiltered, and at times unfocused hockey talk. Now here's your host, Richard Blosser. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Grit and Barrett podcast. It is a Monday, December 6th. How's everyone doing? We are in full-blown holiday season mode right right now. Get out there. Get everything done. Get your planning done. Embrace the chaos, everyone. Embrace it, because if you don't, <laughs> television's more than going to remind you to do so. My name is Richard Blosser, welcoming you to the Grit and Barrett podcast, 100% Rankin Bass free. So welcome to the first and only Hershey Bears podcast out there. Out there, we of course are presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. So I'm not going to do a lot of rambling, everyone, because we have a lot of stuff to get into in this episode. So let's get right into it. The Bears, we're back in action as we go all the way back to a Wednesday night as the Bears kicked off a four-game roadie that was going to see us out of Giant Center for quite some time. Why'd they get out of town? Is there a comedian town? Is it TS freaking O? No, that's in two weeks. Why'd they get out of town? Who knows? Who knows? It's just when Charlotte was open. So let's go, but let's deal with that when the time comes. The Bears go out there to Wilkes-Barre on a Wednesday night. I got ahead of myself, everyone. It's Wednesday. You know what that means. It's time to play Wilkes-Barre. Are you tired of these guys yet? Keep in mind, this is the seventh time this season we played these guys. Eighth, if you count the preseason. We've seen these guys eight times in two months. Ah! No wonder why people complain about the scheduling so much. But the Bears are on a six-game winning streak. We're playing extremely well, and it's time to hit the road. Okay, we're heading into this game. We head into it. Hunter Shepard starts out there. It's once again Hunter Shepard versus Joel Blumquist. Have I been saying it wrong? Has it been Joel? Has it been Joel? I don't know. I really don't care. But we get at it in the first. And the Bears you know, get into some penalty trouble because, lol, it's Wilkes-Barre. And Aaron Ness goes off for tripping. And okay, we just got to hold this Wilkes-Barre team. And um, oh, looky that. Zach says they're 30% on the power play at home. What? 29.3. 29.3 on a power play at home. Is that good? Yeah. Yes, that's very good. If you're up near 30, you're doing something right. You typically want the sweet spot to be around low to mid 20s. If you're in your high 20s, that's pretty good. And all we got to do is hold them off. We're a minute and a half into this power play, and we're doing fine. We're going to be fine just dumping pucks, quick changes, getting off as well. But Xavier left at the point. Long shot deflected. Scores. 
Sam Houdin just tips it and it goes right into the net. Right into the net. Sam Houdin, the captain. Well, I think it's... Where's it? Tyler Fudin? Anyway. Sam Horde gets his third. Xavier Arlett gets his eighth. And Peter Abadano... Okay. Gets his third. And it's one nothing. one nothing. Okay. 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 Fine. He's okay. We're fine. We can go down. We'll be okay. We'll handle it. Handle this. But Wilkes-Barre still pressing. They know they got to get to the Bears. And they know they can't let, let up on these guys. Let up on these guys. And back out to the point. Again, Wilkes-Barre doing this. Tyler Foudin, the captain. Long shot. That's deflected. And it's in. Sam Hood again. Can we get a body on this guy? Not a power play this time. And Wilkes-Barre goes up 2-0. And I'm sitting at home, I'm like, okay, knew this was going to happen. Knew this was going to happen. And I'm hearing it in Wilkes-Barre. Yeah, yeah, Wilkes-Barre Scranton goal. Oh, God. I have to deal with this all night. Okay. Okay. So, this six-game winning streak, it was a nice run, everyone. You, it, the clunker is going to come. It's going to happen tonight. Going to happen tonight. But the Bears get able to push it back as well. They get a power play going as Alex Nylander goes up. I'm trying to sync things up here because, again, there's a lot of things that happen. Actually, it was a Ty Smith up, up for tripping. And the first power play unit out there can't get anything going. Lull, we scored two power play goals last, last Wednesday. Why the hell keep that streak going? But. Sorry, head needs to catch up to what my brain wants to say. But the second unit's out there. Time's running out there on the power play. Joe Snively, six seconds left. Looking, looking. Joe, what are you doing? Goes back up to Aaron Ness. Shoots, flubs on it. Time's out. Vinny Iorio collects, collects a scrambling puck. Throws it on net and he scores! Vinny Iorio! Is it a power play goal? No, it was two seconds after it ran out. But Vinny gets his second. Aaron Ness gets his fourth. Joe Snively gets his 11th. 2-1. Wilkes-Barre's in the, re- in the lead. All right. An answering goal. We're going to be fine. We are going to be absolutely fine. A few minutes later in the period. In the period. And Dylan Mickelrass battling battling with a penguin there in Sunrise. Rice just battling and gets a stick over. And oh, looks like he took him down. That's going to be interference and elbowing? Elbowing. Uh, no, ref. If, if you could have called cross-checking and I would have believed that. Who's the refs tonight? Who's the refs tonight? Stephen Huff and Laura White. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. A lot of people didn't agree with that call. And just to be fair, just to be fair, it doesn't matter who was refing. Nobody would have liked it. Okay, horrible call. Horrible call, but fine. Fine. Let's just, let's just get through this power play. Make sure nothing bad happens. What do you mean, Rem Picklick's all alone and he scores? 3-1, Wilkes-Barre. After one. 
an absolute terrible call leads to a goal. And again, whoever was refing, this would have happened. And all the fans are riled up on the face on the fan club page. Everybody's going. And I'm like, well, this is where it was going to happen. This is where it was going to happen. This is the clunker. This is a game where it's going to be like 5-2 Wilkes-Barre. And our winning streak is going to come to an end. Which is fine. Six-game winning streak. That's good. Well, it, it, these things happen. These things are absolutely going to happen in a hockey season. We get into the second period. Period. Wilkes-Barre's just really taking over the period. Really shoving the Bears around. But the Bears are starting to get their game going a little bit as we get into the second second half of the period. The touch passes are working. The speed game starting to pick up. Wilkes-Barre's, the eyes are spinning around in their head. Alex Nylander hasn't done anything, which is good. Um, Kopanen hasn't done anything, which is fine. Bears get a power play midway, midway through the second. First unit's out there, which we haven't seen a lot out of them over the past couple weeks couple weeks and about a minute to go on the power play. They're really bringing it in on on Wilkes, which is about freaking time. This is what you do on the power play. Bring it in, lads. Joseph, that's not Joseph Snively, who's usually out there on the right side. Ethan Frank, it's Ethan, who's looking, who's on the near side boards. Boards, about a minute left. Ethan, you got him down there, slow looking. Gets it back up to Presky, who looks over to Scarbosa. Wide freaking open in the playoff dot. Holds, holds, back to Presky. Mike, what are you doing? Chase looks over to Scarbosa. You better shoot that puck. And he does and puts it into the net. Mike Scarbosa scores. Gets his fourth of the season. Along with the bunch of assists he has. Power play goal for the Bears as Chase Presky gets his 10th. 3-2. 3-2. We're in this. Okay, it's a game now. I gotta get invested. I gotta get up at 5 a.m. to go to a job I sort of like now. One I tolerate. But okay. Okay, we're back in this. Back in this. Not even a minute later. Bears are able to break up a rush on there from Wil- from Wilkes-Barre. Ness gives it to Lamose, who sees a Joe Snively and flings it up to him. Joe collects it. He's behind the defense. He's got a Wilkes-Barre guy behind him. Joe comes out of the net to challenge him a little bit, a bit, and Joe just looks at him and goes, Don't mess with me! I have the power of God and anime on my side! Run! Burns it into the net! Joe fucking Snively! Backhands it on Bloomquist. He will not be denied. Am I excited about this goal? You're goddamn right I am. And we are tied at three. How is this guy not in DC? How? How do we have this on our team? How? This guy's good. He's good enough to be a bottom six NHL guy. Yet we still have him. (coughs) Cough. Okay. So, whoop. The game is now tied. Joe Snively, his fifth. Alex Lamose, his tenth. Aaron Ness, his fifth. Two assists night for Nessie. And we're tied. We are absolutely tied. Tied. No more hearing of the, yeah! 
at Wilkes-Barre at Hull. All right. Can we actually do this? Can we actually do this? The answer, yes. A few minutes later, the fourth line going to, going to work. That's Treniev, Garrett Rowe, and Brandon Dubay. Puck gets dumped, gets dumped in. Treniev goes down to the corner and goes and gets it. And I'm watching on, on the broadcast. And for those who don't know, that the broadcast angle for Wilkes-Barre is actually pretty good. Um, so, Wilkes-Barre, it's on the right side of Wilkes-Barre, which is near the entrance of the arena, is where the Bears shoot at in the second period. Um, so, Tux, whom I'm friends with, don't care what you think, is down there just going to get ready to beat on the glass to do what he does because it's at actually cool when you see a mascot who's allowed to interact with fans and be on the glass and get people riled up instead of beating a freaking drum. But I digress. So Garrett Rowe gets it out, out along the, the near boards. And I'm seeing Tux who has his fist in the air and he's ready to go. And Garrett Rowe just flings it across the ice to a wide freaking open Pierre Dupay who fires it in and scores and the Bears are in the lead. Patrick Dubay, what a find for the Bears. And God bless Tux, who has a situational awareness to see this and act like he's been shot. Who just puts his hands up to the air and goes, oh, I'm falling. And just falls backwards. Uh, stage falls backwards, but just falls back like he's been shot. Oh, flamey-o, sir. Flamey-o. Well done. Oh. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Pietrick Dubay gets his eighth. Garrett Rowe his third. Bogdan Turiniev gets his second. And the Bears are in the lead. They're absolutely in the lead. Cool. Nelson, Nelson adjusted. J.D. Forrest didn't. And we're playing on in the period. But a few minutes later, the fourth liner's doing it again. Doing the work. Work as Dylan Strom goes down low. Once again, corner battles. Winning it. Fights off a of Wilkes-Barre. Throws it to Ivan below the net. Throws it in front to Riley and he scores! Oh my goodness, it's the sequel. Miroshenko throwing the puck out in front just to Riley who's there to clean it up. Four goals in nine minutes. And the Bears are up 5-3 at the end of the second. Oh my goodness. Wow. I, I still don't believe it. The Bears just took it to Wilkes-Barre, who got... Ab- the Bears just got hot and just just took an entire period and just absolutely lit up Joe Bloomquist. Wow. And from four different guys, too. Four. Scarbosa, Snively, Dubay, Sutter. The, the go-ahead goal and the insurance goal... Or by the third line guys. Bottom six guys scoring. We haven't seen this since. No, I'm not going to talk about that team yet. I'm not going to talk about that yet. But we get into the third. And Blomquist out. And Marcus Helberg is in. Okay. Changing the goalie, things are going to be fine. And I've noticed a few Wilkes-Barre friends of mine on the counter getting a little route up. And we'll get to them in a moment. 
moment, but early in the third, Wilkes-Barre's pressing. They know they know what they got they got to do. And I don't blame them. It's all guys on deck. They're still trying to get deflections in. They're trying to get deflections on them and Wilkes Wilkes-Barre gets it back out to the point again. Tyler Fooden, well, it worked in the sec. First, we're going to do it again. Throws on deflected scores. Jonah Kopanen from Tyler Fudin and Alex Nylander with 6.30 to go, 13.30 to go in the third, 5-4. Great. Okay. They're back in it. It's fire wagon hockey. Wagon hockey. But the Bears, they, they don't let it get to them. They don't. They know they can put bottom line. They can put the third and fourth line out there and they can be as productive as the first. Mike Vecchioni's sitting on the bench going, hmm, I don't got to do this myself. Cool. Cool. Some legit scoring depth on this team. A lot of scoring depth on the team. Case in point, Aaron Ness throws a puck down low. Riley Sutter throws one on Miro, throws it on Helberg, and he stopped it. No, it's in! It's in! It's in! The light's on! It's in! Miro, through sheer will, puts it in. Okay, let's see behind the back of the net. He threw it parallel with the goaltender, and he pooped out a puck. He did. It must have must have hit the elbow and the ribs, and just he didn't secure it, and it just pfft, slipped through right in. Miroshenko, his fifth. Sutter, his fourth. Ness, his sixth. Three assists on the night for Aaron Ness. Six, four, order has been restored. And while Wilkes-Barre tried, they did. Four minutes to go. Off comes Helberg. All right. Okay. Helberg's off. We're going to be okay. We're going to be fine. And And Wilkes-Barre gets it out. To the point, yet again, we're not going to play this game. Valtteri Pustin and over to John Gruden, and he scores. Jonathan Gruden gets his fifth. Valtteri Pustin in and Ty Smith with the assists. That's the pain in the ass, Wilkes-Barre, I know and hate. And it's 6-5. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we scored six goals. <laughs> This should be enough. It should be. Wilkes-Barre presses again. Off comes Helberg. But the Bears know this this movie. As Terenia is able to knock it out of the zone. Flicks it up to Joe Snively. Goes to the blue line. Fires and he scores and hits the empty netter. 6-5. The 7-5 Hershey with, a, with 143 to play. And that should do it. We're done here. Yeah, yeah. Bears winning again. We're going to take it. We're going to be fine. What do you mean, Garrett Rose, going off for tripping? It's a six on five with a minute 20 to go. <laughs> Wilkes-Barre can't pull this off. Can they? Well, we gave up a goal to them. with the, We gave up a goal to them with, one, with two seconds left. So it's, Bears aren't going to blow this, are they? No, they hold the fort, and good morning, good afternoon, and good night, Wilkes-Barre.
Bears win it. 7-5 the final. Oh, the boys up off of I-81. Three stars of the night. Sam Hood gets two gets third star with two goals. Joe Snively gets second. And Riley Sutter gets first with the game winner. And okay. <laughs> we beat Wilkesbury up there with a stupidly ridiculous score. And seven game winning streak. Scoring up and down the lineup. Goaltending, fine. Goaltending's been fine. But it's been Wilkesbury where we've been having these these higher games, higher scoring games. It's not like these are a thing for the boys. It's not. But we're done with Wilkesbury, at least until after the holidays. We are done with them, so don't gotta worry about them. Got them uh, anymore. It's time to pack up and hit the road, ladies and gentlemen. It's time to go to Charlotte. North Carolina. It's time to go down go down to North Carolina on a Friday night as the boys head down to the Queen City and go to Mr. Bojangles Coliseum, the concrete biscuit there just a little bit south of downtown Charlotte. We shall be there in March and it will be spectacular when we do. So the Bears go down to Charlotte to take on the Checkers for the first time in Charlotte since games one and two of the Calder Cup playoffs. You know, that series where we went down there and took two straight down there. You know, that one. So, we get down there. And we get we get to lineups. Alex Lamo's not playing because of illness. Fine. It's hockey. It happens. You know, we've been okay with... You know, it, it's It's weird. Locker room illness is no longer a thing. We're fine with it. Okay. It's almost like, no, we're, we're, we're not. We're not. But illness sits fine. Out comes Clay Stevenson. Okay. Fine. I thought Hunter would go today. I guess coach is rewarding Clay Stevenson for his play. But as my buddy, as, as my one hockey friend has said, Hunter played Thursday and a full day of travel, late practice today. It makes sense to start Stevenson because it's sort of a quick turnaround in a way. And I'm like, okay, that makes sense. That makes absolutely sense. He starts Friday. We'll get Hunter in on Saturday. I'm fine with this. Let's go. Let's freaking go. And Charlotte is wearing those lovely Black jerseys. Jerseys. The Queen City jerseys. They wear them on Fridays because it's Black Friday. Because, well, that's a thing. But I'll give Charlotte credit. They came out absolutely flying. Absolutely flying in this. And I did not miss the concrete biscuit by by that much. And the high camera angles from there in Charlotte. Did not miss that whatsoever. And later on in in the per, in the period, the Bears are there in the faceoff in the faceoff cir- circle. Matt Strom taking the faceoff. Fourth lines out there doing some really good work, taking it to to the checkers. Faceoff win over to Sutter. Fires. He scores. Riley Sutter with goals in his, in 
Three straight for Riley. Just absolutely buries it on the faceoff. And Zach can't even get through one of his reads. Ah, can't get through. Just, well, just want to remind you that this game's being brought to you by the Bears score. Love you, Zach. Mean it. Love you, Zach. So Bears get in. Bears score. I'm sorry. I'm kind of discombobulated doing this. Matt Strom gets his fifth. Sutter gets his fourth midway through the first. And I know I kind of skipped over some things with Charlotte, just getting some things setting up here on the phone and dealing with some things as well. But Charlotte had a lot of returning guys come coming back. Gary Mayhew's still there. Lucas Carlson, one of the better offensive defensemen in the American Hockey League, still there. Alex True, guy who was with Coachella Valley last year. He was there as well. And in net, Spencer Knight. Yep, former Florida team goaltender is in net. So Charlotte's not terrible, but they've lost six in a row. The Bears have won seven in a row. You know what this is setting up or what could set up, but the Bears are in the lead. One nothing, and not even a few minute, few minutes later, the fourth line going to work yet again because that's what this line just loves to do. Leading a rush, rush down, rush down the ice, back up to the point. Wines fires, knocked down, cleaned up in front. They score. Is Muto? Muto does it again. Long shot by Vinny gets knocked down and Miro's just there to clean it up among bodies and sticks. Miro, his sixth goals in back-to-back games. Vinny Iorio, his third. Riley Sutter, his fifth assist of the season. Sutter with two points in this game. And it's 2-0 Hershey. After one. In Charlotte. A place where the last time I went... When we couldn't buy a goal, couldn't buy a lead. But yet now we, me and the guys have stopped going and suddenly they've won four straight there. <laughs> That's how things just tend to go in hockey sometimes. And as much as I say this about Charlotte, we love going. We really do. They have a real organist, great at what he does, what he does and a good fan base that, that's down there too. But Charlotte... Not going to let this slide. Let this slide as we get into into the second. Second as Lucas Carlson let a long shot go. And that's deflected and scores. And Clay Stevenson shut up. No, no, that's not a thing anymore. But Patrick Kordurenko. Patrick Kordurenko. Even Zach had problems with it. Gets his fifth. Lucas Carlson gets his ninth. And Alex Drew gets his fifth. 2-1 Charlotte. <laughs> okay. Okay. One going to be easy. Was not going to be easy at all. But the Bears, they have a they get a power play later on there in later on there in the second. Second, and the Bears just again go to work. They see the Bears seem to do better on power play rushes than they do by actually getting set up getting set up as well. Because I know what Mike Scarbosa, and I bring this up with him all the time, he loves to do these cross-ice passes. He'll try to throw things the Royal Road, as Calder Farmstead would say, through like two guys and 
try and and try and thread the needle between the two. But on the rush, the Bears just come down da- down the ice as Scarbosa gets the puck out of the corner, throws it across, wide open Pierre-Trick Dubay. When will they learn? And he scores! Pierre-Trick Dubay left wide freaking open. He could have just stood there and went, got the puck. Let me take out my phone. Oh, it's 55 degrees outside. Imagine that. Excuse me. <laughs> Fires. And it's in. Pierre-Trick Dubay, his ninth. Mike Scarbosa, 17 assists on the season. Channeling his inner Andrew Gordon. Do I dare inva- invoke the wrath of the God Mote? No, we're not at that point. We're not. Ivan Miroshenko gets his seventh assist of the season. Hershey regains the lead, and it's 3-1 Hershey. All right. Playing on really good. And a few minutes later, once again, Jimmy Huntington gets a puck out of the corner, throws a crossing feed. Pierre Dubay's wide open again! And again, just holds the puck and gets his phone out and goes, huh, Charlotte Hornets play tonight. Let me just go to place a bet on them. Uh, yeah, I'll take the over tonight. Got it. Place have the puck and fires and he scores. I do not condone athletes placing bets while they're playing. That was a work of parody and satire, everyone. Just so we're clear. Pierre Dubay gets his 10th. Jimmy Huntington gets his third. Jimmy! 4-1 Hershey and Charlotte. In freaking Charlotte. Okay. Okay. Charlotte gets another to start the second. To make it 4-2. In an attempt to make it interesting. Mackie Samsko Schmein. Mackie Shamma. Don't don't care about what hit. Don't care. His third. Patrick Kuten. Right. Why can't the easy-sounding name score in Charlotte to make it 4-2? But the Bears just run out just run out the clock. Run out the clock? At no point was it ever in doubt. 3-2-1. Queen City win, and Bears win it 4-2 the final in Charlotte. And take the game in Charlotte. Eight in a row for the Bears. Eight. A winning streak that we haven't seen since, oh, we did it in, in 18 and 19 when, when we went on that 10-game winning streak in February and Ilya Samsonov suddenly got used to playing goalie in North America and then decided to change his goaltender number and suddenly everything worked out. Fancy that. Bears win it 4-2 the final. The three stars, Clay Stevenson, Ivan Miroshenko, and Pietrick Dubay. I'll get three stars down there in Charlotte. Charlotte and take it on the first day of December. And another road win for the guys. And this is great to see winning at home and on the road against teams that are not called Lehigh and Wilkes-Barre. And let me get back to Wilkes-Barre a little bit. Let me... Let me get back to them. So... Wilkes-Barre. A lot of fans were upset at Wilkes-Barre after they lost. In fact, there were some calls out in Wilkes-Barre for J.D. Forrest to get fired. And 
I hate to tell you this there, Wilkes-Barre, and there are other bloggers and tweeters out there who said the same thing that I'm going to say right now. J.D. Forrest ain't the problem. It's the team that's above you. Because a couple weeks ago, there was someone who said on Twitter that made this statement about Wilkes-Barre that is so accurate that it's kind of funny. This organization values development over winning. So, it doesn't matter. Are guys getting... Is John Harkins getting developed down there so he can get caught up in a pinch for Pittsburgh? Yes, he is. Okay. Is Alex Nylander being, you know, being overcooked down in Wilkes-Barre and should be traded for later on the season for assets? Probably, but that's what's being done. Could Joe Blomquist be called up in a pinch in case something happen- in case something happens to Ned while they're out there? Yes, that's what's being done. Are defensemen being made in case... The defend in case something happens up there in Wilkes-Barre. Yes, yes, they are. Was Drew O'Connor developed to the point where he became a bottom six asset for Pittsburgh? Yes, and that, my friends, is valued above winning. And let me tell you this: you know, any case, any Wilkes-Barre fans who listen to this, next time you go to uh, to Mohegan Sun Arena, and you and you go in around section 101, look up the banners that are on the left, not the ones that are on the right. But the ones that are on the left, you know, the ones that have Mike Sullivan up there and Jake Gensel and Brian Dumoulin and, you know, the, the banners up there that show that you, uh, Tristan Jar and Casey DeSmith up there of players that helped Pittsburgh get their back-to-back Stanley Cups and the sign there that says, we develop champions. That, those banners up there mean more to your team, your organization, than the ones on the right that say Western Conference champion, division champion, attendance record, and all-star host. That is where your priorities are. And that's, I don't know if Kyle Dubas is going to change that. I really don't. But Hershey went through this too with Washington. Washington sold the farm to get Ovechkin his, his ring. It nearly didn't happen. But that's where we're at now. Washington has learned. We need to develop talent. Ovechkin's getting old. The talent's going to drop off from him. Tom Wilson is kind of the future there in, in, in Washington. But they realize that we just can't win, win, win. We actually got to get guys ready to get called up. And we can't just bring them in raw. Yes, the, the, the Capitals have had a knack of overcooking their prospects. I'm looking at you, Riley Barber and others. But that was a time when Washington didn't care about the farm system. And it showed. Wilkes-Barre, the same thing's happening to you. All right? Those gold banners where your parent club won cups, putting banners up there because Sidney Crosby played a game up there in a preseason charity thing, so did Mario Lemieux. That's what's important to you. Saying that we helped build the second golden era of Penguins hockey is more important to your organization than actually putting a good, steady product out there. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Okay, we've gotten that out of the way. And that's just that's just how Wilkes-Barre is going to be. I don't know when or if that's going to change. I do not know. But let's move on. 
Let's move on. Back to Saturday we go for the rematch between the Hershey Bears and the Charlotte Checkers. And we'll get to that right after this. All right, Bears fans. It is still that time of year when when we are hitting lots of delicious Lord Football Conference Championships are winding up and we are in the full swing of hockey mode. It's holiday hockey and you can get in on the sweet, sweet action with Dra- with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the National Hockey League. There's games being played every day this week and you can get it, it in on it at DraftKings, whether it's a mon- nice Monday night game where you have a rematch between the Penguins and the, and the Flyers, some Wednesday night hockey that's going to not be on ESPN, maybe T- TNT as well, or maybe you're looking for some sweet Thursday night action, a little bit of parlay before payday, you can get in on it at DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use code THPN. New customers can get 150 bucks instantly in bonus bets when betting $5 on hockey. That's code THPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. The crown is yours. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after insurance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888 888- 789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after insurance. See dkng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions. Terms and responsible gambling resources. NHL and NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. Copyright NHL 23, all white rights reserved. And now, on with the show. And we're back here on the Grit and Barrett podcast. Thank you so much to our sponsors, DraftKings Sportsbook, for sponsoring this podcast. So we are back at it on a Saturday night for the rematch between the Charlotte Checkers and the Hershey Bears. So, all right, Hunter. Grab your palace men and get out there. It's time to take on those checkers. Checkers and... What? What do you mean Charlie Lindgren's got a, got a cold? Or got an illness? Okay. Checks notes. Oh, Mitchell Gibson's been called up from South Carolina. <laughs> it's a good thing they only play about two and a half hours from Charlotte. I'm sure it's fine. So... Hunter's got to get out to... No, he's probably just got to fly out to Arizona. He'll fly out to Sky Harbor and then meet the team on Monday. He'll be fine. Wait. Capitals want him to back up tonight? When was he told? 2 p.m. our time? So you're telling me he's got to get to Charlotte and find a flight to Vegas? At 3 o'clock in the afternoon? A... A direct flight, probably? Have you seen airports these days? Okay. Okay. Hunter, good luck. Please don't die. Okay. Mitchell Gibson comes in. Okay. Fine. All right. Okay. We're good. We'll be fine. Oh. Oh, look. Uh, 
Henrix LaPierre seems to be hitting his game limit to which he'd be waiver exempt. Okay. All right. So there's some shuffling that's got to be, that might be going on. Okay. This is a thing. All right. But he's been doing well in DC. He's been doing well. He won't get sent down. We're fine. Oh, and uh, Miro did a nice little interview with some Caps PR and says he really, really, really wants to get back to get back to Washington. And uh, let me just give me a second on here to pull this up on the phone and da, 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 talk amongst yourselves. I do have it. Can't help it. My friends did a long conversation about um, the college football playoff. Let's see here. I know it's here. I know we freaking put it up. I know we talked. It's got to be here somewhere. Oh, look, $1 ticket night for when the checkers play San Jose next week. That's nice. Uh, let's see here. Let me just check another chat. Okay, I can't find it. I can't find it on here. But it's basically Miro really, really wants to get back to, get back to DC. That's his thing. He thinks thinks he's ready and speaking to the all oh right here it is was able to find it uh the capitals are known for overcooking their prospects i've been saying that they're also winning because of these two factors this was pulled from i think Tariq al bashir did this um uh, because these two factors there's no real rush on their end that statement however is not mutual Miroshenko says he's determined to get to washington as quickly as possible okay miro how do you get there he smiled with a laugh and shot back via Dmitry Osipov, who's been a great translator for him, get in a car and drive. <laughs> that Russian humor coming through. So in your mind, are you, are you, you're ready. The smile on Miroshenko's face disappear. I am ready, he said in English. Hmm. Why am I getting like Bond villain vibes from him? From him. Oi, sir, are we ready to launch the missile? I am ready. Fire missile. I can just hear that coming through Miro. I can just hear it coming through him. And as much as Miro really wants to go to DC, don't blame him. Um, okay. So, I think he needs to stay. Just give us one year, Miro. Just give us one season. Get through this. And you can go play in D.C. You can go hang out with Ovechkin. All you want. Just give us one season here. That's it. That's all we asked out of Connor McMichael last year. We got that out of him. And look what he's doing in D.C. This is going to help him. Though, I'm sorry, Miro, but you're not good enough to be able to just come from straight out of Russia and right into the pros. Your buddy Ovechkin, he's the exception. Not the rule. All right? I don't like how there's Washington sickness creeping in with him, but it but it appears to be dormant. It appears to be benign right now, but I hope it doesn't fester with him because he's been doing great. He really has. Sitting for a game has really helped. The fourth line has really helped with him in developing in his game. The Bears are hot. He's doing well, and that's great. But we need more of this. We need more of this time getting to play, hitting the road more. All right? So, Ivan, good things out of him. Good job out of him. But 
You need time in the you need time in the oven there, son. You do. So you'll get your time with DC. That day will come. Just not right now. And take it from someone who's going through that himself. I really want a yard jockey job back. But a lot of places want class A. And it's not the right time right now. So I'm taking a job that I'm with right now that I'm glad that where I'm at, I'm glad where I'm belonging. I'm making some good connections there, but I got to stay there. I have to stay at this place and just rebuild and work on my stuff. And Miro, the same thing's going to happen with him. So let's go on a Saturday. Clay Stevenson and net once again, being backed up by, by Mitchell Gibson, Gibson and in net for, for um, that's not Spencer Knight down there. It's not Mac Guzda either. So it's a uh, Ludrick Weber, W A E B E R. Oh, okay. Never heard of him. I have no idea who that is. Let's just see if we can uh, me bring it up here. Don't need that. Need rosters. Uh, not for Hershey, but for Charlotte. Okay, here. Um, okay, he, it's his first season with Charlotte. Okay, he's four. He's three and three on the season. Decent goals against average. Okay, okay. I've never heard of the guy, but let's get into it. And in the first, Charlotte's determined not to lose this game. Up 5-1. On shots to start. To start. And Charlotte, they must have saw what Wilkes-Barre did get out to the point. Wines fires deflected. Scores. Ivis Bakalinskis gets his first eight, gets his first goal, a send down from Florida. I actually said the play wrong. This guy was with Florida last year. Just walked into the circles and just... Puts it in the net. Just an absolute laser on the corner. And Zach was right. This guy's a freaking NHL shot. That's a shot that you see with Florida team. So I'm sorry I got that wrong. Trying to remember a few things here. For those of you who listen to the show, this happens a good bit. But Charlotte up. one nothing. Great. Okay, this is the game. This is the game where it's going to happen. This is absolutely where it's gonna happen and Charlotte's up 9-5 on shots and are up after one okay this is gonna be the game this is where it happens back-to-back games in Charlotte games in Charlotte Garrett Garrett Road took an elbow on a shorthanded what Garrett Road got injured Okay, he'll be fine. He's back out there on the ice. He'll be fine. It's not like he went down the tunnel. He went down the tunnel with five minutes to go. Okay. Zach reports he's questionable with an upper body injury, which I get considering he just took an elbow to the freaking face. All right. So we get into the second. And the Bears are trying to get the shots going once again, trying to work into this deficit with Charlotte. And I'm like, okay. Again, eight-game winning streak. If it ends tonight, fine. We can't keep this going forever. 
We really can't keep this go going forever, so it'll be fine. But the Bears, kind of like last night, are able to work the out of the corner. Alex Lamose over to Joe Snively. Pump fakes on Bear, just throws a crossing feed over to Aaron, ne- to- to Aaron Ness. What's he doing down low? He shoots, he scores! Aaron Ness with his first, with his first, his first of the season. So it is his first goal of the season. Joe Snively is 12th. Alex Lamose is 11th. And we are tied at one. Cool. All right. We're tied. We're good. We'll be fine. Couple minute couple minutes later, Bears are Bears are able to get that cycling going game game going once again. They know what they're doing. They know that that they're playing well playing well enough and are a bit confident, like, okay, we can beat this team. We just came back on freaking on uh, on freaking Wilkesbury, we'll be fine. We'll be fine. We we uh, he's okay. It's okay. We got we got this. As the Bears are able to break up a r- rush on Charlotte, and charge ahead three on two, being led led by Mike Scarbosa. Mike Scarbosa three or two over to Ethan Franks. Wines fires. He scores. Ethan Frank is levels on offense and fires and gets it past Weber, Bieber, or whatever the heck he's called. Ethan Frank, his ninth. Mike Scarbosa, his 18th assist. 18. Hardy Amen Actel. Actel gets his second assist of the season off of a really nice breakup that was able to spring, spring this forward. And 2-1 Hershey. 2. 2-1. Two, okay. Okay. We're doing good. We're doing really good here. A few minutes later, Vinny Iorio passes up to Ethan Frank, who goes on the circles, and Weber just, just slides over, and Ethan Frank fires, and he scores! He scores! Ethan put it in! Weber just slid over, and it got by him on the short side. On the elbow. Okay, let's see a replay. That's probably one of those where it just hits the arm and goes into the net, which tends to happen if you're sliding over and you try chicken wing it off and it just hits you on a bad spot and goes... No, that beats him clean. Oh my gosh, he's going to want that one back. That's weak AF, as the kids like to say. Wow. (laughs) Oh, wow. That's not a good one. Ethan Frank, his 10th of the season. Vinny Iorio gets the assist. His 4th. And the Bears take a 3-1 lead. A 3-1 lead into the 3rd. And I'm like, okay, cool. And you know what? I felt confident. I was, I, I was a little bit nervous because I have game day nerves. I'm a little bit nervous. But I'm also like, okay, it's a 2-goal lead. We're a pretty damn good team. I think we can handle this. Two-goal lead in Charlotte? We'll be fine. Beginning of the third. Bears pressing. Jimmy Huntington at the top of the circles. Winds, fires, and looks like a slap shot. And Joe Snively deflects it into the net, and the Bears score. Was it a slap pass? Was it a deflection? Who cares? 4-1 Hershey. Four. Four. Freaking four. Joe, his seventh. Huntington, his fourth. Alex Lamose, his twelfth assist. Shh. 
don't tell anyone, but Alex Lemos, he might, might be unsung hero this year. I know we all want to say Piedric Dubé, but he's been really, really, really good. But I think Alex Lemos might be a little bit better candidate for unsung hero. Shh. The mob hand. Shh. Don't tell anyone. Bears up 4-1. And 15 minutes to go. We're fine. We're fine. We got this. Lucas Carlson gets a long shot past Clay Stevenson. <laughs> ah, good for them. Let him do one more. He shoots. He scores down there in Charlotte. It's so nice not to hear that seven times a game. It's so nice. 4-2 Hershey. But you know what? Again, we got this. We absolutely got this. We're the Hershey freaking Bears. Dang it. We got this. We close games. We'll be fine. A little bit of penalty trouble near the end because Charlotte decides to be a bitch and just starts throwing hands and throwing stuff. Stuff. Mackie Shmosnikev, Alex True, all get into rough stuff, including True gets a 10-minute misconduct. Power, power play for the Bears. Play for the Bears, but Charlotte pulls their goaltender to try and get back get back into this puck gets dumped into the to the zone as Mike Vecchione collects it, throws it up. Logan Day pokes it up ahead for Ethan Frankie shoots. He scores! It's the fucking hat trick of the season! Ethan Frank, his third! And that's a hat trick! Throw the hats! Wait, do you throw hats on the road? I can't throw a hat on the road, so uh so okay, okay, I got this. I got this. I'm all, all of you watching on the video. I have, I have a hat in my hand and yeah, throw that there. I just threw one of those giveaway winter hats. I just threw those. I actually did that last night. Go check out the show's Twitter account. I actually did. Vinny has 11th. Logan is 7th. Mike Vecchione is 5th assist. And good morning, good afternoon, and good night, Charlotte. Bears win it. 5-2 to two the final. And once again, for the third straight weekend, we swept. We swept nine game winning streak. Nine. Freaking nine. Your three stars. Clay Stevenson gets third. Joe Snively gets second. Ethan Frank with the hat tr- trick gets first star. And the Bears just do it again. Just freaking do. Excuse me. I yelled so much, I actually did that. The Bears did it again. A nine-game winning streak. Again, you know, we we've we haven't experienced that since 14-15, which is fine. But also, you know what? Are the Bears to to take a line from an from an uh podcast I like and a radio show I used to listen to? Are the Bears turning into a category five super team? Dare I say are we are we really that good? Are we better than last year? Are we good enough? Cause I'm I'm starting to think that a little bit. Because yet yeah, we're 18 and 4. 18 and 4. Top of the league by six points. The only team that's close enough is Hartford, who's at 14, 4, and 1. Who's not scoring nearly as much as the Bears, but being 
carried as well. We're going to see them here in a little bit. Hell, one of my friends, Justin, out, out in Hartford the other night, you know, did the old did the whole RJ line. Now do you believe this team is good, scary good? And my buddy Jesse was like, yeah, so we are. So we'll do this again in May? We could have that again. And I know that's really far off right now. But Hershey leading the division, leading the league, finding ways to win, scoring on all four lines. It doesn't matter who you put out there. Goaltending, good. Good enough. Hunter's not horrible. I'm not saying Hunter and Clay are horrible, but they're good as well. So are we ready to believe that this team could be very, very, very good? I don't know. Because it's still, at the time of this recording, it's still December 4th. We are a third of the way through the season right now. And we are going to face a lot of non-Wilkes-Barre and Lehigh teams over the next couple weeks. So, we'll see. We'll see where this goes. But um, we're cooking in Hershey, as the kids like to say. And let's let them cook. Let's let them go and see where this goes. Because eventually, there'll be a tail-off. There'll be a drop-off. Uh, you know, it's it's... I'm not saying we're going to win 60 games like the God Mode team did. That's not possible in this league. It's it's really not. To 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 get past the God Mode team, we'd need to go uh let's see here. 43 and 5 over the season. That's what we need to do. But that we don't need to do that. We don't. So, quick rundown of the division. Bears are in first place with 36 points. Second place is to Hartford with 30. Springfield in third with 24. Wilkes-Barre in fourth with 23. Providence in fifth also with 23 points. Lehigh Valley Phantoms in sixth with 22. Charlotte in seventh with 20 points. And Bridgeport in last with 13 at the time of this recording. So, where do we go from here? For the Bears. Where do we go from here? Well, it's time for another 3-3, three and three, ladies and gentlemen. Because on Friday, we're going all the way up north. We're going to Syracuse to take on the Syracuse Crunch. The 12-5-0-2 Syracuse Crunch on a Friday. Up there at Onatoga County War Memorial at Oni Center. I just love saying that. For the one and only visit up there to Syracuse. Playoffs permitting. And then we will come back home on a Saturday to take on the Cleveland Monsters. It will be hometown heroes night. Break out the military jerseys. I mean, your military jerseys. The Bears aren't wearing military jerseys. And on the 10th... Oh! Oh, that reminds me! (laughs) Silly me. I forgot about this. So on Friday before the game, the Bears... You know, did their whole, you know, social media thing. Rolling into December like... You know, people post GIFs and memes and all that. Rolling in December like... Wait a minute. They posted a picture of... Of ugly Christmas sweater jerseys? Really? Wait, wait, I I knew we were doing this, but... We're putting them out already? We can't really do it next week because it's a 3-3, and but... We have them already? Okay. Let me see these bad boys and... 
see where see what we got here. Right. Here, okay. Oh, wow. Okay, and the jerseys were a lot. You have an ugly Christmas sweater design, you know, with the trees and the caroling, laying and the knitting and the stuff. On front, the Bears logo is actually golden, filled in gold as opposed to the white on the on the jersey. It's got Bears look, it's got the Roaring Bear logo, hockey sticks, red and chocolate on it with gold numbers with gold numbers on on the sides and on the back um gold numbers on the back chocolate lettering on the back a chocolate shoulder yoke the design does not go all the way around to the back but does go around on the on the arms so maybe seeing this as a game war enthusiast and you know what i've come around to them i like these What's my complaint about Hershey whenever we've done specialty jerseys? They've gone safe. They go conservative. They don't like doing out their designs because we're Hershey, dang it. And this, to me, feels like the first jersey we've actually leaned into a, to a design since the Groundhog Day jerseys. Raise your hand or honk your horns if you remember those. Since the Groundhog Day jerseys? These look great. We haven't done a Christmas jersey since the night Justin Pokey went crazy. Don't believe me? Go look it up on YouTube. Keep your volume down because, because some people like to pump up John Walton's call on it. Mm. But I really like these jerseys. They're well done. Gold numbers on the back. They're actually going to be worn during the game. Fancy that. And I think it'll go over well. When the Charlotte Checkers come to town on the 10th, we'll see them in those jerseys. It will also be a Hershey Park Pass night. Saturday the 9th is Hometown Heroes Night, and the Cleveland Monsters will come into town. These suddenly good Cleveland Monsters as well. The following week, we'll see two more home games as the Providence Bruins come into town on a Wednesday, and then Le Rocket de Laval next Saturday come in. And then next Sunday is the Springfield Thunderboys as well. Dreamers Hollow Children's Night. Yeah, that'll be a thing. But we'll deal with that when the time comes. So that'll do it for the Grit and Barrett podcast this week, everyone. Thank you to all of you for your times listening and downloads. Over 200 downloads next month. Let's keep this going into the holiday season. Thank you so much to 717 Sports Media, who also puts this podcast out there on their channel as well. They've done some great coverage of the high school football this season, as well as the high school season winds down as well. And thank you to all you Bears fans who've, you know, told me what you like about the show, told me all sorts of great stuff. Thank you. It really keeps me going. I appreciate it, everyone. But the Bears are hot as we head into the holiday season, and let's keep this going. And I'll see you at Giant Center on Saturday. Go Bears! We'll catch you next time. Thank you for downloading this episode of the Grit and Barrett podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe on whatever podcast platform you are currently listening to. If you are listening on Apple or Google, please leave us a five-star review as it appeases our algorithm overlords. If you enjoyed this podcast, please check out the Hockey Podcast Network where there is a podcast for each and every NHL team. We also cover the American Hockey League. They have a podcast about college hockey and all the ins and outs of the hockey world. If you wish to know more about our parent club, 
please check out the official Caps Chirps podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network as they cover all things Washington Capitals. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Grit and Barrett P1 on Twitter. That's at Grit and Barrett P1 on Twitter. This podcast is dedicated to the memory of Patricia Blosser, who passed away on December 5th, 2020 to dementia and COVID. The show is also dedicated to all of the Hershey Bears friends, fans, and family who lost their lives to cancer. Cancer sucks. Thank you once again for listening to the Grit and Barrett podcast, and go Bears. Go Bears.